Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I just wanted to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. You know, this is a special time of the year, and sometimes it gets overwhelmed and obscured by all of the presents and the parties and everything else, but really, it is to celebrate the advent of the most important thing that ever happened, and that's Jesus becoming a man. Praise God for Jesus. Praise God for Jesus loving us enough that He came and suffered for 33 years, being limited to a physical body, and then suffered on the cross for our salvation, bore our sicknesses. Praise God for Jesus. Man, I just rejoice at this time of the year. And I wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas to you and all of your family. And praise God, remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless you. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. Celebrating the good news of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. We here at Andrew Womack Ministries want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to teach on a series. This is now the middle of my third week of teaching on a subject that I've entitled, You've Already Got It. This is one of my favorite things to teach on. This has radically changed my whole relationship with God. Instead of asking God to do things, I found out what He's already done, and I just receive it. I take my position in Christ and begin to start commanding the things that are rightfully mine to come to pass. Now, I know that that approach is radically different, and many people immediately... Uh, dismiss this as, well, you can't command the power of God. I used a verse on yesterday's program out of Isaiah chapter 45, verse 11, where he said, concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. And I was explaining that in the same way that we command electricity to do things. It's not because we are the source. It's not because we are greater, you know, that we, that we can put a light bulb in our mouth and make it come on. No, we aren't the power source, but the power source generates the power, delivers it to us, and it's at our command. We have to flip the switch. And you could call the power company and beg for them to come turn on your electricity. They won't do it. They generate it. They deliver it into your home, but you have to flip the switch. And in a sense, that's what I'm talking about with the power of God. We aren't the power source. God is the power source. But instead of just begging Him to touch us and to do something, instead what we do is say, Father, thank you that you've already provided healing, deliverance, joy, peace. And we just take our authority and we use that authority and command the power of God to manifest. You have to get this attitude. Quit being a beggar and start being an enforcer, a person who commands what Jesus has already provided to come to pass. You know, many, many years ago, I think that this was around 2001. I'm not exactly sure of the dates, but it was, I think, 2001. I was ministering at Rich and Dorothy Van Winkle's church in um, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I think it's Louisville. And I was ministering at the church, and I was talking on this exact subject, and I took the teaching that I've already used last week about the balance between grace and faith, and I was applying it specifically to healing and saying that many people are believing that, you know, we just ask God and then we wait on God, like people wait on a bus. In other words, I've already asked, now I'm just waiting on God. In God's time, 
I'll be healed. And I was using that example, and that is not accurate. When the Scripture says, like in Isaiah chapter 40, that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. That's not talking about waiting in the sense that now you've done your thing and you're waiting on God to respond to you. No, it's talking about waiting like a waiter waits on a customer that that waiter is sitting there looking at you and anticipating your every need and asking, do you want some more water? Is there anything else? Do you want dessert? They are constantly paying attention. They are focused upon you. This is what it's talking about. It's not talking about that we just are sitting here, well, I'm just waiting on God to move. No, God has already moved. God is not the one that we are waiting on. God is waiting on us to believe what His Word says He's already done. By His stripes we were healed. And He's waiting on us to believe and to take our authority and start using that power to command His power and command our bodies to respond. So I was teaching on this. And there was a woman in the audience, Chris Oshinsky, and her daughter, Nikki Oshinsky, had, um, anyway, it's a long story, but they had an automobile accident, and because of that, she had fibromyalgia, environmental sensitivities, all kinds of things. And from the time of 14, when that happened, until at this time that I met her, she was 19 years old. For five years, she'd gotten progressively worse, and she was to a place to where we have all of this on a, on a DVD. And uh, she was actually... Her doctor on the DVD said that he didn't expect to see her at the appointment the next week. I mean, she was down to skin and bones. She couldn't uh, lift her hand. She couldn't walk. She couldn't brush her hair, couldn't brush her teeth, couldn't go to the bathroom by herself. She was basically invalid. And uh, she had a great relationship with the Lord. And she had... Uh, seeing visions of the Lord healing her, but she thought it was going to be progressive, and she was just waiting on God's timing. And so her mother, Chris Oshinsky, brought this teaching back to her, and when she first heard me saying that you can command it and that you can make things speed up, she was a little offended at first because she thought that uh, God had told her it was going to be a progressive healing. So she asked the Lord about it, and the Lord said, Nikki, it's because that's what you were believing for. That's where your faith was, and God will meet us where our faith is. But he said, if you can believe it, he says, you could receive this healing right now. By my stripes, you were healed. So anyway, that prepared her heart. I went over to her house. I prayed for her. And I tell you, it was miraculous. Nikki, who couldn't even lift a hand, couldn't do anything, she just got so mad. She got so violent that she was going to take this healing, that she was going to command her body to respond. That it, she, Even though she couldn't lift her hand, she raised her hand, threw it across my chest, knocked me out of the way, and she stood up and started walking. And I tell you, it's one of the greatest examples of this that I've ever seen. And you know, Nikki, she loved God with all of her heart. She was seeking the Lord. She had a good attitude. She wasn't griping and complaining, but faith is based on knowledge. She had the wrong thinking that she was just waiting on God, and yet God was waiting on her. It changed her life. And I tell you, it would change yours. There are people watching this that you have needs and you are, you are coming to God and you're praying, but you aren't standing as a person that has been given authority and power, and you're coming to God as a beggar or like this 
instructor in our school, you're trying to get an unsecured loan. You have no rights, no privileges. You're just begging instead of recognizing that you've got every right to receive these things from God and that you have the authority and the power. You know what I'd like to do is during the rest of today's broadcast, I'd like just to play a little bit of Nikki's testimony. It's nearly an hour long, and so we don't have time for all of it, but they'll edit it and just give you kind of the cliff notes of it. And I tell you, this will bless you. And remember that not only this teaching and the books and all of this, but Nikki's video, all of these things are available to you. So watch this. And at the end of our program, we'll share with you about how you can receive these materials. The beginning of it was, I was 14 years old and we had gone to Wednesday night service. Two cars in front of us uh, went out of control, hit the median and came bouncing off the median across us, now going sideways, backwards in every way except for forward. And I slowed down. The accident, what a weird thing to have happen on the way home from church. I mean, life is wonderful and then all of a sudden, bang. We were hit right where I was. The car hit us from behind, we spun around. I slammed against the window, then we came to a screeching halt. We couldn't hardly talk because of the fear of the accident. Um, it was raining, it was dark, there were other cars involved. We just lumped up in the back seat and started singing. Um, everything's gonna be all right. When the ambulance arrived and the police arrived, mom was in the back seat trying to comfort me and we were singing, I've got a feeling everything is gonna be all right. I'm gonna cry as, as the ambulance went on and I knew in my spirit that something had changed, that I knew it was gonna be all right from then on. About six months after the accident, I had a pain in my left hip and it just started hurting and hurting. Not only was her hip hurting, but um, she had other weird symptoms like her legs would be cold and the trunk of her body would be hot. So we went to the doctor that everybody goes to for sniffles and sprained ankle and all that. And she took x-rays and poked around on my leg and said, I can't find anything wrong with you. So I went home and the pain got worse and worse. It eventually spread throughout my entire body. There were some points where Chris and I looked at each other and said, where's this going to go? One of the things that I noticed early that stopped was natural crying. Nikki didn't cry when she was in pain. She would lay in pain, but she quit crying after not too long. One day she told me though, she said, Mom, if I ever, if I ever start crying, I'm never going to stop. It just hurts too much. After about two years, I went to a rheumatologist, which I had seen the year before and had given me the diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is the sister to um, chronic fatigue syndrome, but the opposite of it because pain is more important than you being fatigued. Um, and so he had given me that diagnosis and really it's we don't know what's wrong with you, so we'll call it this. There was no cure. There was no answer. It was if you had fibromyalgia, you had to learn to live with it. And we didn't want to accept that as an answer. There had to be something curable wrong. And um, he said, all I can do is give you sleeping pills to help her rest at night and pain pills to cope during the day. I remember for at least two years, between one and four in the morning, I would go to bed about 10, 
that between one and four in the morning, mom would always end up having, I'd have to end up going, get mom or yell for her, you know, depending on what my body was doing that time. And I was living in this foil covered, sterile environment with a $300 air purifier and um, some distilled water in a glass jar because I couldn't drink from plastic because plastic would make me sick. And that was the sick room. When you're sick, a day is forever. And so many things can go wrong in a day when you're sick. Then people say, well, you do it for an hour. An hour is a very long time. If you watch a clock for an hour, it is a very long time. Well, you can do it for a minute. I can do it for a minute. If you ever sit there and I challenge you to get a clock out and then watch the second hand go around for a whole minute, that is a very long minute. I used to tell mom I can do anything for half a second. Not even a second because you can measure it. Anything you can measure can be very long. <laughs> I can do anything for half a second with the grace of God. For half a second, I trusted God. And then for the next half a second, I trusted God. And then for the next half a second, I complained that my feet were hurting. And then the next half a second, I was convicted, so I trusted God. <laughs> Anybody can do anything for half a second with the grace of God. Something that she taught us through all of this is how to enjoy life. The moment, not, it didn't have to be big, it didn't have to be Disney World, it was the moment. Mom, look at that little girl. Look at that smile. Mom, look at that nice lady. You know, wasn't that sweet the way the checkout girl um, talked to me today? Or, I sure like wearing this blue shirt. You know, just the, the small, little, wonderful things that we all take for granted. If there's anything that made it work for me, it was her laughter every day. It might not have been for long, but it was always there. We had heard about a clinic that was specifically for uh, people who had symptoms that didn't connect with each other. When we went to that clinic and I started getting saline IVs, which I were allergic to, and started getting um, saunas, I is when it all sped up like fast forward. Her whole muscular tone absolutely went out the door. I was very shocked when I saw her because the last time I saw her was about four or so years ago and she was walk around her own power and, and uh, being able to, to function very well. I examined her as best I could. I couldn't get her up and move around because she was um, not able to do that. I was in a wheelchair full time. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't get myself out of bed. I couldn't bathe myself or mom and dad did everything for me. It was a struggle to care for her like an infant and treat her like a 19-year-old young woman. My hand had started atrophying like this, and uh, my feet would turn inside. The doctors always commented how my feet would roll inward. They're supposed to roll outward when you relax, but they had atrophied inward. That's a sign of death. And I said, Lord, I've got to know, is Nikki going to die? Chris informed me that she really wanted to go to church because there was a guest speaker that night. I said, sure, go ahead, I'm here. We heard that Andrew Womack was coming to our church. 
And I thought, this will be great. I'll, I'll just go to Andrew. Mom took her cell phone for when I had to use the restroom because I'm close to Dad, but not that close. And um, she went to church. Andrew started out and he said, you know, I, tonight I would like to talk to you all about grace and faith. And I thought, oh good, here we go. Grace and faith again. How he shared the message of grace and faith was that grace was always there. Grace is always there. And faith is the name for our response to grace. And I'd never heard faith taught like that before. And two and a half hours later, I called her and I said, Mom, good to come home. I have to use the restroom. Hurry, I've been here too long. Andrew just got up, taught on healing. Then he said, all right, anybody that's in pain, come up. I ran up in front of the next person in line. I just, I just ran up there because I had no choice. I had to get home. I don't know who I cut in front of, but oh well. And I said, hi, Andrew, my name's Chris Oshinsky, and I have a 19-year-old daughter at home. Would you come and pray for her? And he said, well, sure. And Mom brought the tape home from Andrew's teaching that Wednesday night, and I listened to it. When he said, progressive miracles aren't the complete will of God, I didn't get offended, but I said, you're right, because I was afraid of being instantly healed because of where I was mentally. Even though I knew God wanted me to heal me, and I did want to be healed, don't get me wrong, but it had gone on for so long. <laughs> and he said, you know how you're saved by grace through faith? I understood that, but you're also healed by grace through faith. And Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And he did it, and you, he healed you then with his blood. And all you gotta do is take it and say, it's mine. He just wants you healed because he loves you. And I heard that and I thought, that's right. And I said, Mom, that was good. I'm really excited about tomorrow, Mom. And I absolutely knew that if Nikki could get a hold of this message and have the understanding that was in my heart, she would be healed. One of the standard conversations Nikki and I had for about two, three weeks before that was, Nikki, if you can just make your legs fall off of that chair so I can see your feet hit the floor, it sure would make Dad feel good. And she'd always say, Dad, I'm trying. I'm trying, Dad. And they never hit the floor. So the next day, Andrew was going to come over with my pastor, Pastor Rich. Andrew was going to come in just a few hours and it was all going to be over. Every promise that God had made to us was about to come to pass in a moment, in just a moment. When Andrew got to our home, he walked in very nonchalantly and calmly. He came in and Nikki was laying there just, you know, totally bedridden. And he said, hi Nikki, my name is Andrew and I believe you're going to get healed today. And I looked at him and I said, I do too. And I was like, if I could have gone like that, I would have. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. But I knew I was going to be healed. And Andrew asked the question, which he had asked everybody. He said, do you have pain in your body? And she said, yes. And he said, if it left, would you know it? I thought in the back of my mind, I don't remember what it's like not to hurt. I sure hope I know what it feels like when it leaves, but 
I'm not sure that I will. He uh, prayed for her and then asked her if the pain had left. The next thing you know, Nikki's saying, yeah, it feels better, except my neck. Well, Andrew didn't know she fell out of the wheelchair the week before and got whiplash. He said, oh, that's just the devil. He's a pain in the neck. So he rebuked it and it went away. And he said, well, get up and move around and see if it's gone. And I went to get up. Well, Nikki's laying on her back. She goes. She just shook all over her body. Nothing was working. He goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, he said, well, we just have to pray about that. That's all there is to it. And he knelt down beside my chair and he said, well, can I pray for you? And I said, yeah, you can pray for me. And he sat her up. When he sat her up, she began to cry and wail from her belly, from her innermost being, like I had never heard her cry before. And I checked out in the spirit. This time I walked up to Jesus. Jesus didn't walk up to me. I saw myself walking up to him. Interesting, huh? He took his hands and he peeled all away my skin, layer by layer. He got all the way down to my feet, and when he got to my feet, and he was like throwing away this dead skin. He rebuked pain in the name of Jesus. He spoke strength to her body. I felt so physically strong that I pushed Andrew out of the way. She took one hand on the covers and threw it back. She took her other arm and went straight across Andrew's chest and at the same time kicked with her feet to get those covers off. And those little legs came swinging off of that pallet and they hit the floor. And the whole house exploded, <laughs> starting with mom. I was at the other end of the room screaming and jumping and, and, and just rejoicing. That was awesome, but it felt so normal. Happened like that. I was shaking. My muscles were going, what are you doing? But I did it, and I was able to do it. And she got halfway across the living room, and Andrew and Pastor Rich were there. And she looked at Andrew, and she said, and I, I don't, don't want to shake, shake anymore either. <laughs> I was mad at that point. He had prayed righteous indignation in me. And he laughed, and he put his hands on her, and he said, in the name of Jesus' body, you be still. When I walked as smooth as day to mom, and she said, Oh, Mama, just as still and as peaceful. It was an incredible moment. And all I could do was thank God for changing our hearts that we could receive Him. Since then, I have not had one allergy shot. I have not had any major drugs. I have not had a chiropractic adjustment. I'm completely healed. And I love that over and over when God would speak to me when I was sick, it was never about not being sick. It was always about who He had really called me to be and what He had for me, apart from all that. Because when He, when he designed me, he, he never knew about fibromyalgia. He never saw the car wreck. He never saw environmental sensitivities or wheelchairs or disappointments. None of that was supposed to be in the story. And so over this time, he showed me what his original story was for me. And that was my family and also to teach other women how to love their families. If I had stayed full force into teaching others about healing, 
It would be wonderful and I still do and it is a great honor and a privilege to have the right to speak about that. But if I don't let it be married with the original design of my Creator, I would not be a whole person. My life would not be nearly as fulfilling. And so part of what is burning in me is to tell people that regardless of what part of your life has fallen and not in the original design of your Creator, when you get free of that, and away from that and you step into what God has for you, look and ask Him what the original design is and don't stay there only celebrating freedom from what was never supposed to be. Because I wouldn't have looked past that and I wouldn't have been a whole person. This isn't a story about something that happened to me almost 17 years ago. God's still writing it and the whole story is awesome. So thank you. The story you saw in today's program is available on Healing Journeys Volume 1, along with three other healing testimonies that will inspire you to receive your own healing. This DVD is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd really like to encourage you to get this teaching that I've entitled, You've Already Got It. I've got this in book form. We also have a study guide, which is the same material as the book. It's just reformatted so that you can teach other people. It's made for Sunday school, Bible studies, and things like that. And then I also have DVDs that were taken from my television teaching on this, and then CDs. But this teaching on You've Already Got It is probably one of the most radical things that I teach. And when you get born again, He placed on the inside of you everything that you will ever need. Before you ever had the need, God had already made the supply. And that's what this teaching is all about. I've seen thousands of people set free through it. And I believe that this would really, really make a difference in your life. So check it out in book form, CDs, DVDs, or study guide. We also have this in Spanish. But please get this teaching on You've Already Got It. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the Christmas holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll also find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. 
If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. We've got a feature on Gospel Truth TV, and that is the on-demand feature. And that's where if you aren't watching at the time your favorite program comes on, you can go back and get whatever you want to see on demand. It's a great new feature. Check it out at gospeltruth.tv.